You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number 40. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Welcome back to episode number 40. Today, we're going to talk to you about consistency over perfection. We're excited about this mm-hmm. episode. I love this topic, and I think this is such an important one that everyone, not just homeschool moms, no. everyone needs to learn and understand about. Yes, perfection doesn't exist. Nothing is perfect. I'm sorry to burst anybody's bubble. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of perfectionists that might be listening to this episode, and we want you to know that it's not possible. You may think so, and you may think that you're getting there, but you really will never achieve perfection at all in this life. Oh, that's funny. That almost sounds like a give up, but it's not a give up. Don't give up. No, don't give up. But that's why we want to talk about consistency, the importance of consistency, of just doing those little small things every single day that you think don't really matter. Think of those little habits. You just probably wake up, you brush your teeth, like you put on deodorant and you may not think much of it because it's just become a small habit, but like you have better dental care, right? like you don't have cavities and you don't stink. Yeah. I always remember, and this is an example for anything that you're practicing. If you just practice one time a week versus six times a week, but you do the same amount of time, like two hours on one day a week versus, you know, a little bits each day, you're not going to really achieve the same results as doing it each day as you would in doing one big chunk. So there's that like every day working through something and it's going to gradually make you better at it. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. (laughs) Us as moms, I feel like we always think we can achieve or think we have to achieve perfection, especially yeah. religious moms and homeschooling moms, because we have a lot more on our plate or a lot more expectations and really high standards typically. And right? I wondered though, do you think part of the social media world has heightened Oh it? yes, I definitely think so. And I think that's a really hard thing for us now because we scroll Instagram and there's just these beautiful feeds of these women in their perfect homeschool rooms with their hair done and their makeup done yeah. and they're, you know, they're in the best clothes and you're like, man, their kids, their family, it's perfect. From the outside. You don't see that five minutes before she was scraping off the table to make it clean to look perfect or that her kid was screaming and she made him brush his hair and he didn't want to or, you know, whatever it might be. You don't know what happened behind before or after that picture. That's all we see is that perfect image. Yes. When I always laugh too, because we have, we call it the pit. So we have this pit. My kids, we put a couch down there and like a TV and they're supposed to be creating this room for them. Mm -hmm. And it's ugly. It is ugly. So it's never made any picture because I'm like, ooh. People don't show their ugly rooms. Uh-huh. And so, like, I have uh, ugly rooms. Mm-hmm. I have ugly I have stuff. an ugly room, too, that never <laughs> makes pictures. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that all the 80s movies, and they'd go in the basements, and their basements were ugly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, people have ugly basements. Oh, no. Now they have fancy basements. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's really important to just stop that comparison and stop thinking that your world needs to look perfect at every minute. It's not possible, and no, it's not it's going not. to. And so just stop that thought first. Just stop it. <laughs> well, I think too, you start thinking, oh, I have so much to do. And like, okay, if I'm going to homeschool, like I have to get ready all the time and I have to have these beautiful meals and I have to have these amazing lesson plans. And you just start piling more and more on mm-hmm. yourself. You start feeling so overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, you usually feel frustrated, yeah. like, exhausted. You get grumpy with your you're kids. You're grumpy with your you're snippy. Mm-hmm. You are sneaking away to eat chocolate in your closet, right? <laughs> That's when you eventually get to the point where you're like, this isn't even worth it. This is too hard. This is too much. I can't do it. I think I had one of those moments this week. What happened? (laughs) 
I just had a really crazy week. It was yeah. really busy and really full. And there were about three days in a row that were just jam packed with extra stuff, not our norm, like running people to the airport, dentist appointments, eye appointments, just like boom, 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 everything. And then our youth activity that I had to lead that night. And it was just one thing to the next. And I remember just, why do I have to keep homeschooling even? You know, those moments come where you're just like, if I didn't have that, everything else would be easier. <laughs> and it's the big main thing of my whole life. And of course it would be easier. Those it's thoughts like, though. I know it is a trade-off and I know the benefits and it's just those nagging thoughts that come at me every once in a while. Of, if I could just unload everything, then I could just relax. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting though. You said I have to, and that's my one word I always switch. Like I could, I could do this, but yeah. not. If this doesn't serve my family, I'm more than happy to like, nope. So first of all, I think it's a big shift. You need to just change your thoughts from perfection to progress and consistency. Yeah. So I like the phrase of progress, not perfection, just because of the alliteration, but it's basically the same thing. At the beginning of the year, I set a goal for myself to learn to play the piano. I've always wanted to play and I've always been able to, you know, plunk out a few notes, but I decided I'm going to teach myself this year. And so I've been working at it and I'm terrible. My kids are all better than me and they come and stand around and give me tips and everything, but I'm playing and I'm clumsy and it's messy and it takes me a long time to get to the next note and especially two-handed. But if you think about that, whenever you're learning a new skill, it's going to be that way for a while. It's going to be messy. It's going to be clumsy. It's going to be hard. It's going to take you a while to get the steps right and the notes right. But that's just kind of the reality of life. It's not going to just be given to you, handed to you easily. And I don't remember who the original author is of this, but there are four stages of mastering a skill. And the first one is actually like the desire. You don't even know you're bad at it. Karen's like, I want to learn to play the piano. She doesn't even know how bad she is at playing the piano. Mm -hmm. Until phase number two, when you start playing the piano and you're like, this sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. Like it's a cacophony and it's just horrendous to listen to me play. It's that <laughs> painful stage. Why should I be doing this? That's that kind of mm -hmm. questioning stage. Should I keep going with this? And then the third stage is where you'll come next all of a sudden you can start like hearing the melody but you have to think about it more consciously but your right and your left hand are now talking to each yes. other it's not as painful i can kind of hear the songs until phase four when it starts becoming that habit like oh i can play this song i can do this Getting through phase two is the trickiest part. Yeah, it definitely is. It's the painful. I call it the ring of fire stage, like delivery. <laughs> but it's so worth it because you get a baby at the end, but you have to go through that process first. That's funny. Somebody who's been yelling at their kids, that would be the stage. Like they're about to yell, but then they think, I don't yell anymore. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth stage is like, now I can just play the piano. Now I can just talk now to I my can kids without it. yelling. Yeah, I like that. Mistakes that we make in life are really what help us grow and learn the most. Yeah. So when you're failing and when you're doing those things wrong that you think should be perfected by now, it's going to help you grow and learn and step up a little further. So I kind of wanted to share some ways to help stay consistent. I think a big part is having homeschool hours and making them mm -hmm. a priority. We're about 9.30 when we start school. So about 9.30 to noon, and I won't answer my phone or my door. It's backfired once. My husband needed a ride once, and I won't answer my phone. I just won't do those things, and I won't really help people during those hours. Those mm -hmm. are my school hours, because if you had a job, homeschooling your kids is your job. And so it wouldn't be like, hey, can you watch my kids? while you're working at the bank and you're like, I can't take your kids while I'm working. So having the homeschool hours and making them a priority. When I first started homeschooling, I actually had two other neighbors that homeschooled. The one did different homeschool hours than I did. So their kids 
would show up knocking on the door at 1030 in the morning. Oh, no. So I finally had to make a sign that said school is in. You can come back later. While you're within your school hours, decide what is most important. Karen said they had eye doctor appointments this Mm -hmm. week saying, okay, we do have a bump in our schedule today because we're going to the eye doctor, but what is most important? Probably scripture study, maybe read aloud. These are the things that are the right. most important. Or maybe Make sure those get back. done. And- yeah, make sure those get done so that you're having that consistency mm-hmm. with homeschooling. You know, just having your routine too. We do this every day. Every day we plug away at this. It may not be great every day. It may be five minutes today and 20 minutes tomorrow because of some interruption, mm-hmm. but you just consistently follow your routine. And when your kids know that routine, then it's going to help. It really does. Because I think I posted a picture once of my kids. Somebody was practicing the piano. Somebody was reading. It looked a perfect moment for Mm -hmm. real. Like it looked Mm -hmm. so awesome. And someone was like, my homeschool never looked like that. You have to remember how many years am I in? So this has been a lot of habit training of this consistency of this is what we do. And there are those perfect moments. I've had those too where I'm like, this is so picture perfect. It's great to snap a picture to remind you that once in a while, those perfect little moments come along. Most of the time, it's going to look messy and loud and chaotic. And that's fine. That's kind of how it's supposed to be. But Yeah, um, there's a beauty to it though. So my husband, if you've listened for a while, you know he's a therapist. So he works obviously with a lot of people who are struggling and who feel like they're not good enough, feel like they're not perfect enough or whatever their struggles may be. And he has a little thing he calls the perfection trap. He says to think about first, who is it that wants us to think that we're not good enough? And that is Satan. He tells us that we have to be perfect without sin, doing everything right and always having it all together, but we never do and we never will. So we always feel this guilt and this pressure and he puts that pressure on us and allows us to feel those negative thoughts about ourselves constantly. That mindset of thinking you have to be perfect makes us disregard Christ and makes us disregard the atonement. Obviously we're gonna fall short and we're never gonna be perfect in this life, but Christ and His atonement helps us to overcome our inadequacies. Mm -hmm. And when we just accept that and we turn to Christ with our shortcomings that are going to come, we'll be better. And we'll, you know, He's going to just make it all better. He's going to fix it. He's going to save us from those problems and those inadequacies and imperfections. Yeah, when He fills in the gaps, Mm -hmm. the loaves and the fishes. You do your best, Christ will fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. Because you can't teach every subject. You can't cover everything in history. Mm-hmm. And so you do your best and Christ fills in the gaps. It's beautiful to like, I'm just going to do the best because I think of a lot of these things I've learned, I learned in my 30s. Or I learned in my 20s. Me like, too. why do they need to learn it by 10? Mm-hmm. Why do they need to learn by 15? Right. And so like, okay, I'll teach you what I can teach you. And I'm going to love the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. That's what I can do. And he's going to fill in the gaps. Yeah, definitely. So I think we're going to kind of end with this last part. How to say no. This is like how to say no to drugs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think this is so great. Do any of you struggle with saying no to things? Because I do. I do. That's been a struggle for me. I'm a people pleaser and I like to just help people. And if they ask me something, I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I can figure out how to make that one work. So this is great. I don't know if I've always been good at saying no, or if I've just acquired this skill. I've gotten better at it as I've gotten older. Maybe I'm more disagreeable than you. So I'm like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I don't think it's about being disagreeable. I yeah. think it's about learning your limits. Yeah. I think that's where it came from is because I was saying yes. And then I was doing a crappy job at five things. Yes. Instead of a really good job with two. And I think, too, it just came with with homeschooling that people think, well, you're home. Could you watch my kids? Well, you're home. Could you do, like, walk my dog? Yeah. Well, you're home. It's like, wait a minute. What do you think we're doing all day? Right. (laughs) Seriously. Sleeping, just (laughs) pillow fights and tickling on the floor. eating chocolates all day long on the couch. Yeah. 
I'm watching not. soap operas. Soap operas, that would be hilarious. So this is my six steps of saying no. So the first step is never commit to something on the spot. So if the beautiful Karen calls me and says, Meg, can you watch Millie? Can Millie come to your house, our cute little five-year-old? Five? From nine to 12. From nine to 12. Can Millie come <laughs> play at your house with your kids? Always give yourself time to answer this because... I like Karen is my friend and I may be like, oh, well, she could play with my kids. Maybe she'll sit there. I want to help her. Let me look at my calendar and I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. You do not have to answer right away. If they want an answer right then, then you can just say no, because I have to check my calendar. So then number two, if you are available, but you feel like this is going to push me over the edge. So let's say Millie just is like super quiet and would just want to sit there with my kids. And I'd be like, well, you know what? That actually wouldn't be too bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, oh, no, Millie's going to be swinging from the chandelier and like chasing the dog. That's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> then if it's going to push you over the edge, it's no. But if you're like, well, maybe this could work, then you check your motivation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, this could work, but am I only saying yes because I am afraid to say no <laughs> and I just feel obligated to say yes? So if it's just out of fear or obligation, guess what? It's a no, just no. And then you go to the next one. If you have time, the energy, you have to ask yourself, could I lovingly do this? Okay, this is a one-time thing. Karen doesn't ask me all the time. Millie, Mm -hmm. like, I love her. She's adorable. We could actually do a nature study with her because Mm -hmm. that would be really great for her. Then I would call her back and say yes. But if I'm like, you know what? I do have time and the energy, but I don't don't want her at my house. Like, (laughs) just plain and simple. I don't want another kid. Then I'd call or text the person back, and you do not have to give the reason or the excuse because Mm -hmm. I don't need to say, and so this isn't real. Millie drives me crazy, Karen. She can't come to my house. That's not true. (laughs) Millie's adorable. Or give an excuse like, oh, Tuesdays are hard days for us because if you give an excuse, the other person will solve that for you. Like, oh, Tuesdays What about Wednesday? Yeah, (laughs) I'll just bring her on Wednesday. I'll change my thing around. And you're like, oh, actually, no day is good for me. So you can just be like, oh, Karen, I love you, but it's a no from me. Thank you for thinking of me. That's when I use a lot of times. Like, could you, with homeschool stuff, I feel like people Mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for thinking of me. I I see why you thought of me, but it's a no. Karen got a really good one. Just a simple, like, that's not going to work for our family this week. Yeah, that doesn't work for our schedule or her family. Yeah, I love that. You don't have to give the reason. You can just say, I'm sorry, that doesn't work for us right now. Honestly, you just can't do it all. I think I posted a picture of our pumpkins that we never carved for Halloween. Oh, right. I remember you Yeah, that, that was just like, here are everybody's posting all these adorable pumpkins. And I was like, here are ours. Did, did I share about my pumpkins? No. Did you never buy them? Well, I went to get them a little too late. Oh, and the God. day we went to get them, the guy was literally folding down the box with all the pumpkins. <laughs> and there were a couple of little frozen squishy ones rolling out because it snowed here before Halloween. Yeah, it did. It was probably two days before Halloween or something and he was folding up the box. I had my kids there and they're all just standing there watching with like horror in their eyes. I'm like, sorry, we missed it this year. Yeah. No, we were... It's okay. I would just grab a couple from Costco so I don't even think I had enough. But my husband like hates carving pumpkins I don't really with a like passion. it either. Well then, like I don't mind, but doing it by myself, mm. I was like, I don't want to help seven people carve their pumpkins. <laughs> like, like maybe one or two kids, you know, and chewing a trade off. But that's the faults of the perfection mm-hmm. Instagram lifestyle. Like it looks like I'm doing it all, but you don't see that maybe there's a cleaner. We're eating out for dinner, or you're not carving pumpkins, or my kids' hair is a mess because I can't do it all. There's always a trade off. So. 
pick what's most important. And to me, that's my relationship with my kids and that time for homeschooling and making sure it gets done. So ladies, don't think that you have to be perfect because it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. You do your best and you do you. Don't stress about what the other people that you see are doing and think that they're perfect. They're yeah, not either. They're not either. Mm-mm. And they may have a different skill mastered than you do. Mm-hmm. I think my sister does a really good job at keeping a beautiful home. But I also have to look, she only has three kids and they're teens and they're in school all day. It's a little easier to keep a house clean <laughs> for those times. And so yeah. it's okay. Like her house is beautiful and mine can be. <laughs> and so it's just so funny that sometimes we compare our weaknesses to other people's strengths. Yeah. <laughs> don't compare yourself to someone else's today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> this is from Jordan Peterson's book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. Thanks for this. tuning in today. Yes, I just hope this leaves you feeling like, oh, I got this. Yeah. You know, if I just read scriptures with my kids today, good enough. <laughs> like, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Love your babies and just do your best. All right. Have a good one, ladies. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calledtohome.com.